everyone, welcome back to Left Page. I am Frank, your always online historian, writer, researcher, podcaster, MA student. And what I'm here today is to basically sort of, I guess, publicly completely announce and do really uh, the new Patreon content as I'm restyling it after Bruno's definitive leave, which was, this was announced really by his leaving the the show proper earlier in the year and now with his leaving from even the, the Patreon content and the Poetry Club, I don't feel necessarily confident in doing and working with poetry on my own much as I am competent and more confident in engaging with literature myself, poetry, my lack of knowledge and experience and work with poetry myself and understanding its intricacies and variations, while I can understand certain aspects, I am not as well trained or as practiced in doing a lot of the work that poetry demands to the level that I would like to achieve. So... For now, or at least for the foreseeable future, this is the end of the Poetry Club, but this is the beginning of the Writer's Desk, which essentially is me approaching the question of writing and politics from a writer's perspective. As in, how do I engage, relate, connect, or don't my writing and my politics? I speak for myself, really, but I want to approach the matter at this wider angle, really. So, for this sort of trial episode, which will be available to all, since we're all listening, (laughs) I hope, what I want to do is raise the question up. And what is it, really? Because the fundamentals of the question are as follows. Because when you're doing some sort of political work or writing, you're actively engaging with the world. You're doing critical, analytical, interpretive work on the world. And that is one type of work. Fiction, whatever type, genre, perspective, anything, inventiveness, creation, whatever, you're creating art. And at times your focus can be of a particular message, of a particular story, narrative, character design, journey whatever, but it is fundamentally artistic. Of course, these things aren't necessarily exclusive. You can have good prose and careful writing in a political text, as history will say that that is very helpful and useful, and you can also have politics in fiction, as, you know, a great deal of my show and message attest to. (laughs) So, the point is that when you are working with these things... How do you connect them? How do you relate them in a way that is both politically interesting or at the very least coherent, but that doesn't detract from the fact that you're creating a piece of art? Because while you don't necessarily go into one extreme or the other of like becoming raw, pure propaganda or becoming something detached from reality and purely fiction, which, you know... We can argue that that isn't even possible uh, because at the end of the day we exist in the world. So even if we are absent from the world in what we're writing and doing, we're still in the world. And that is political. Again, we, we go to Gramsci on this, that everything is political in the sense that it is connected to a view of the world, an engagement of the world, understanding a certain way of interpreting and engaging or not with the world we live in. So... 
I mean, that is one of the fundamental premises of the show and interpreting literature as well. But what I want to try and do with the writer's desk is how do I, for example, or we in general, when writing a piece of fiction, when writing something that is not true, something that is fundamentally artistic, how do we understand or engage or don't purposely with our political views and understandings? And like I, that is a point, a part of my writing. How do I understand that? But also a question in general, because as I was mentioning, even if you don't go to one extreme or the other, if you want to bring in the the political into the fictional or the political into the artistic, there can be a risk of you of the text having a thesis, which is. It looks and feels ham-fisted, it feels jarring, it's like a disconnect between the fictional elements of what you're reading, regardless of how realistic or contemporary that novel may, or that short story or whatever that might be, and the actual political message or idea that you're trying to put across. So, something that I've been considering, and I was reflecting on this earlier today, is how... I think an interesting approach to that problem is to make the political intrinsic to the fictional, to the artistic. I mean, I've spoken of this on an episode before on Cometierra by Dolores Reyes with Valeria, which that the political message or the political content of the book is explicit and obvious and evident, but it works very elegantly, really, with the fictional, with the particular story and narrative being told there despite the multiple connections with the real, with the historical, with the political. These things don't clash as in a way as they could or do in a variety of other short stories or narratives. As a general policy, especially when talking about living people, especially because a lot of the time these aren't necessarily bad people or bad works, but they commit these mistakes, it's always good to be nice. <laughs> Uh, so, if I'm gonna speak ill, I'm going to avoid mentioning who I'm talking about. But the point is, um, because they're not objectively awful, they're not objectively negative, but these are points that, like, I still like the book, I still like the story, I still like what you're trying to do, but this is problematic. Not in, like, oh, this is problematic, or no, this is this is artistically an issue, this is creatively and even politically really an issue because it shows a particular way of understanding art and your own politics and how those things can connect that is very simplistic. When you connect these two things in a way that they're intricate to one another, that the political in that story cannot exist without the artistic, the fictional, the world building, the characters, the narrative, the plot, you start to build a cohesive story, you start to build this fiction, and you start to work on art, really, in a way that is, well, beautiful, that is interesting, that is engaging. And I feel like that is one... I mean, that is the goal, right? The goal is to write something that makes sense to the writer, but that can exist, or that exists in a, ultimately, I guess, positive or negative way in the world, depending who you're targeting, questioning, and criticizing. So to narrow it in into like talking no longer on hypotheticals, like 
I want to write a story that makes sense to me, that I enjoy, that I like, that I'm happy with the result, but that I can, that hopefully people will enjoy reading, that they'll enjoy the perspective. So, for example, I wrote a novella last year where I have the questions of ecology there. And how do I understand that in relation, in criticizing or understanding a sort of futuristic industrial society? And the way I engage with these aspects is that I try to understand what the characters, their view, their world, what they're aspiring to, how do they engage with that world. And of course, these matters of politics, they seep in. But to me, it makes a lot of sense to tell, if I want to tell a particular message, via that narrative. It it is ultimately annoying (laughs) when a character tells you how you should feel and how you should act and what you should do, politically speaking, when you're talking about a fictional work. It is a lot more interesting when that becomes a necessary part of the novel, of that story, of those characters' actions, whether that is a sort of discovery on what they're trying to do, a discovery of identity, a discovery of action, an understanding, a path they need to take. I mean, if we're thinking about a story of like, oh, opposing a large empire, okay, that is an aspect, but a really important aspect when you're considering that is what comes after that? Is there something after that? Or is the story about this? Is it about this opposition? Then what is that opposition? Is that opposition only on this destruction, this toppling down? Or is there some constructive work as well? Is there an imaginative work? And we're getting into questions of world building. I mean, overall, the the point, the usual interesting and the better idea, and that goes for any type of writing, is being intentional. It is to be aware of what you're trying to do. So if you're trying to have your politics be present, if you're trying to engage a particular view of the world into that world or into those characters, then you need to understand how those relate to the world and what is that world that you're building. And be aware that you're doing that. Because, and of course, a lot of that can be picked back up in editing and revisions and all that. Of course, you don't need to do all that on the first draft. Revision and editing is... A semi-endless process, which you either stop at a deadline or are forced or forcefully stop yourself or forcefully told to stop. That's a whole other story, but you know, one of those things. But the key is to be aware of what you're doing, what you're trying to do, and be intentional about it. Because when you do that, you're a lot more, and of course, with any lengthy work or any fictional work, artistic especially, there are going to be things that you're going to do and you're not always going to be aware of how much you're doing them or to what degree. I mean, our inherent, uh, a lot of the time, societal biases or personal biases, a lot of the time negative as well, but even positive, are present in the way that we communicate or create a lot of the time. I mean, in my fiction, in my interpersonal relationships, in the way I talk, in the way I speak, in the way I act. Even if at times that isn't remarkably obvious that is a lot of the time still there so i think that regardless for whatever we're writing to be as intentional as you possibly can allows you to have a particular control and understanding for what you're trying to do and of course like we make mistakes in our writing in our creation and our imagination even but we learn and we understand i think this focus on 
trying to be aware of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to engage, and what you're trying to connect is crucial. I think that is sort of the key element when we're talking about this relationship between the fictional and when you're and when you're trying to write something fictional and the political or what you're trying to engage, understand, or create of political in that story. So when you are, for example, as I mentioned in that story about the ecological, the idea that a new ecological relationship, a new relationship with the ecosystem, with biodiversity, with life in its various forms as important, that's what I'm trying to say as well, like in the terms of our world. And I'm not going ahead and saying that in in as many words, but that is a lot of the idea that I'm trying to, to picture and to show and to demonstrate in that. It is that a sort of new relationship is present and certain metaphors and even analogies with our world can be present in that hierarchical, imperial, industrial, mechanistic society, which I'm opposing in the narrative. So, as a first episode, as this, to raise this question, as sort of like, so these are the sort of things that we're going to try and engage with. So, this was very general, because this is where I want to start, (laughs) really, because you gotta start somewhere and there's a lot to it. It's not a simple question. And even the elements of like, what is an... And there's a particular concept, especially in Portuguese, of the politically engaged or politically involved literature, as it sort of goes down via Jean-Paul Sartre and others in the post-war period especially, as it takes a particular political and active angle. But even regardless of that, I mean going back to something I've already mentioned, all our actions, all our postures are in some way or form political. And at times we want to do, and this is mostly what I'm going to try and talk about, regardless of acting upon it or not, an active engagement, an intentional engagement of that into our fictional writing. And of course, at times that can be a sort of like, okay, I do not want to do this. I want to create a sort of inverse. I want to push away from that. I want to try to focus on something more artistic. And that's fine. That's a choice. And that's very fair. But if we also want to try, okay, how can I connect and understand these things? How can I build these relationships in a way that is artistically interesting, but also politically interesting? I mean, I talk about this all the time. And of course, from a more critical and interpretive aspect. But I've raised this question before, and I think this question needs to be raised from a creative standpoint. Because here, on the... If you're playing the frank drinking game, this is definitely the shot. Uh, Dystopias. (laughs) To, To choose to write a dystopia is an active, conscientious choice. It is to engage and envision a world that is negative or worse in a particular way a lot of the time and what are the consequences or the relationships that you're having with the present world i've mentioned this before but i'll mention it again on the there was a recent two episode collaboration between coffee with comrades and the future is a mixtape which is a podcast i was not aware of loved recommend intensely and greatly but they mentioned the concept of, like, terminal dystopia syndrome, which is this idea that the... <laughs> that 
the dystopias a lot of the time serve and work to sort of, you know, hide or almost like a vicarious existence of like, oh, at least it's not that bad. And that isn't always intentional, but the understanding of these relationships with our writing in the world are important into how we engage them. And even if we want to write a dystopia, if the, the if these are some of the effects, then how can we think of them in something different? How can we write a sort of dystopian society in a way that isn't all these cliches, that isn't simply, oh, these things aren't so bad, or look at how things can get worse, or look at how things can get worse, or oh, this is the result of everything. So there's the ob observation of the destructive, there's no building of the constructive, which is my focus on analyzing utopian narratives and, and understanding a sort of utopian perspective, or via those episodes, concepts of the anti-anti-utopia, which I feel is a very interesting concept as a way to push away from that original utopian idea, but also opposing this necessary anti-utopian that like oh this utopian is not at all productive that it is in it is inherently it's ultimately negative it's ultimately not positive but also still staying away from the dystopic uh which i find ultimately if it was useful at a time i strongly oppose it really especially in the present and especially with the success and a lot of the times accusing and I'm, i've accused multiple times, publishers and pu publishing houses of engaging in basically selling dystopias a lot of the time, more than other stories or other types of stories that they could be selling past and present. So, for example, if I want to write a dystopia, these are some of the questions that I personally am going to ask myself. How am I going to understand and engage with all this? And for me, some of the solutions are to push away from the simple representation of a negative society without no escape or with barely no escape or whatever, and focus on other aspects of opposition, of building, of creativity and imagination. So the relationship between the political and the artistic when you're trying and wanting to write is incredibly difficult and intricate. And I definitely don't want to provide the ultimate answers to any of those questions. But I want to try and raise them and give an interesting and hopefully fun and, you know, good content as well on these questions. So there's going to be a lot of... I'm going to ramble a lot more in these episodes than normal. But I think it's part of the difficulty of the question or of the questions, but also of how... They're all very difficult. They're tough questions. And none of them have really simple or easy answers. They're all quite intricate. They're all quite difficult. And as I try to engage them, what I'm going to try and do is do easy approaches or like try to pick an aspect on how how do you do a particular element of the fictional or how do you do a particular element of the political and connecting these things. These are all vague. I'm, well, not really. These are all tentative plans so far. And ideas that I want to try and practice, see how they work, how they don't work. But it is connecting these questions and bringing them forward. Because a lot of what I do as a researcher as well is understanding that from the internal aspect of the text. It is like, what is the, how is the text 
building, how is the text interpreting from this, from the actual writing, from the fictional, from the creative, and not simply placing it historically in time and like, oh, it's representing, it's creating these metaphors, whatnot. It may also be doing that, but that's very reductive. And that's not true and not very representative and honest to what a fictional artistic work can do, to what literature has and does truly. So out of respect for literature, for fiction, it is that I do my research the way that I or that I will do or I'm doing the research in the way that I'm doing, but also how I understand my writing in understanding that there are no easy answers to any of these questions, and but they demand a sort of engagement with them. Regardless of whether we're aware of them or not, they will manifest. If everything is political, as it is, then our politics will show up. But it is up to us to engage and understand to what degree do we want that to happen or not? In what aspects do we want to distance ourselves? To what aspects do we want to enhance or emphasize? These are some or various of the questions that I want to try and approach uh, at the monthly writer's desk with Frank. I'm the writer, <laughs> if that wasn't obvious enough. So... Thank you so much for listening. I hope you do enjoy this. Please do let me know what you think on Twitter, on... Yeah, it's b basically Twitter. Um, <laughs> do let me know on Twitter what you think and feel free to comment and message me and DM me, whatever, I don't know. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know if this works, if this doesn't. It's going to be around this time, probably tops to half an hour because... These things take time, and I only unfortunately have so much time in a month. Uh, especially with my master's degree as actually, like, going underway now. Time's gonna be a thing, an issue, I guess. But, I, of course, I'm still gonna keep doing the podcast. I'm still gonna be doing Patreon content. I'm still gonna be working on all these things. But they, these are some of the limitations that I have to deal with. But I do hope you enjoy this first episode proper off the writer's desk and that you find it interesting and positive. It is... It's an interesting approach and I think it can be a good and fun one, really. So let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great weekend and a great week. And hopefully you enjoy and keep listening and keep following and if you can, keep supporting the left page. It has been a pleasure and I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.